Okay, so I think just read the quote from the article. Okay. And we're going to start with there. Or maybe, like, give a little bit of context. Today, what we want to talk about are a couple things. Later, we're going to talk about Squarespace 7.1. They just released, so Squarespace, which we're big fans of, um, just released their newest update. Yeah, so, and randomly assigning it to some users and some not. And so we'll, we're going to talk about that. Like, what what is this new Squarespace update? What does that look like? And how does it work for small businesses? And what's Squarespace's end game right now? Like, what are, what mm-hmm. are they doing? Where are they going? Yeah, so we'll do a little bit of a technical overview. What's new, what's good, what's bad with the new version that will be at some point rolling out to everybody, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. And then also um, we're going to talk about an interesting topic, and we're just going to sort of jump into that one sort of about... Uh, morality with some of these much larger businesses, what role does it play um, as opposed to just a strictly money-making bottom line role? Like where, where, where do businesses fall in there? Yeah. So, well, um, when I say Facebook, I think a company that is very, looks very unfavorably in the public eye, public eye does not like Facebook right now on a lot of accounts, just social media. And then a lot of, a lot of the decisions they've made have been poor that they're getting a lot of flack for business wise, financially, they are doing fantastic. They're doing really well. They continue to grow, even though people don't like the company, they continue to grow and hit their financial numbers. They were actually hit with the biggest FCT fine this last week, $5 billion, $5 Oof. billion. Dollars. For what? what they do? Um, for mis, uh, like mismanaging user data. Uh, mm. They got law, they got in trouble for that, which they should have. Um, but they, they, they managed investor expectations so well that the stock price rose after that fine was announced. So this, they got hit with the biggest fine ever by the FTC. And they still became and more they valuable. Still became, and Mark Zuckerberg became richer. Yeah. So that that idea has has pissed off a lot of people. Um, so they don't look very kindly in the in the public eye. Um, but people still use Facebook. But people I mean, still use Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. They do, and so that's why it continues to make money right. and grow. And Facebook, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much we want to dive into it, but like Facebook has a role to play in your small business. If you're a small business owner, which is what I'm assuming most of these people aren't CEOs of the world's largest companies listening to our podcast. I don't um, know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But if you're a small business owner, yeah, Facebook has a role to play in your business. Love it, hate it, doesn't matter. I mean, you don't have to use it at all. And if you really hate it, especially if you have moral issues or ethical issues with it, why did you start a business if not to, you know, climb up on your mountain and stand there? Um, but Facebook, you know, does have a role to play in how people find you, how people check you out when they hear about you. Yeah. People will look at, your, you know. So Facebook is something that we're familiar with. We use a lot, especially with business. We, I don't use it very much personally. And they're, they're injecting themselves into the, like, the world culture more and more. And a good tangible example of what that means is they're developing a currency that theoretically anyone in the world could use to a cryptocurrency a cryptocurrency it's called libra 
Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. What's that little boy? <laughs> it's, it's called Libra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, the cryptocurrency is called Libra, uh, and it would basically facilitate commerce throughout the entire world. It's like Bitcoin, so it's one of these cryptocurrencies that you can do anywhere. We're going to skip the argument around, like, why do we need that, and what... What's the purpose, what's the and what and is a cryptocurrency? We're going to move past all that. accept the fact that yeah. Facebook decided they wanted to get into this game, and so yeah. they're going to. Yeah, and technically speaking, I should say this, they are not actually developing the currency for them. It is a separate entity that they are facilitating the development of, but they don't want to own it just because they know that would look bad and a lot of people, no one would buy it. No one would use it if it was a Facebook one. So they is are that not making still it still kind of true owned. anyways, though, if everyone's like, well, this is the currency that Facebook is working on. Uh, depends. I mean, they've gotten some other backers to like come in and work on this project with them. So they've gotten like Visa and MasterCard and other like actually big banks and stuff to support them in developing their this independently managed currency. Like they would Facebook would benefit well from being able, people being able to trade stuff on their platform because it would facilitate more people on their platform and they get money through ads and so the more people, the more ads, the more money they make. So no matter what, they would benefit from this. And so they're sort of spearheading the development of this thing, but they don't necessarily need to own it. Does that make sense? Yeah, more or less. More or less. Okay, but we'll we'll move past that. But they're because they're developing a currency, that's like a fundamental thing of fundamental way society throughout the world has pretty much always worked. And so now right. they we, are we use currencies to facilitate a lot of our, yeah. our everyday like our lives. Yeah. And Mark Zuckerberg uh, a few years ago wrote a manifesto and in that manifesto he talked about how his goal, his mission, his purpose, and that of Facebook, since he is the the lead shareholder and has the board seats and all that and controls the direction of the company. Um, his goal is just to connect the world and that's his purpose. And you know, it's from an outside viewpoint, that's a pretty noble, good goal. Sure. And we'll skip the arguments around like, has Facebook actually created connection or actually divided people more and created, yeah. you know, that's more a whole, walls and barriers. Whole nother thing. Um, but I was reading an article by Ben Thompson. Uh, ben, uh, how are you? Ben, how are you? He has a podcast and his co-anchor is Australian. So Ren always speaks in an Australian accent whenever I mention his name. Um, but he wrote, he, he has a weekly article and he wrote this pertaining to Libra, the cryptocurrency and Mark Zuckerberg. And I quote, if Libra does prove to be a mistake, it will be a mistake born of a CEO that viewed his job and his company in messianic terms instead of pure money-making ones. The latter, money-making, is preferable because they are predictable and ultimately limited in their ambitions and thus potential impact. It is those that seek to do more that are dangerous, not only to society, but ultimately to themselves. So, we'll start with this. Ren, do you agree? Can, can I start with talking about like what this immediately made Ooh. me think of when you read it. Good deflection. Yes. Um, Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so that. his whole point here, I think is if you have a leader who has a lot of power and they believe so much in their divine purpose and calling, whatever that is, and they're, uh, yeah, like their um, appointment, I suppose, to yeah. carry out that, that purpose, they will stop at nothing. Like no, no sacrifice is too great. 
I give you Queen Daenerys. Queen Daenerys. And why she yes. had to be stopped because, you know, who was it that was pointing it out? Littlefinger. Um, and he was just right. And if you haven't... We're deep into Game of Thrones terminology yeah. here. And if you don't watch Game of Thrones, I mean, shame on you. But also, you know, I'm... I guess if you yes. haven't seen the finale, I, and I just don't care. Just spoiler because, alert. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, this is going to be a spoiler. But um, yeah, so she had to be. Like Jon Snow had to kill her because she was so focused on her purpose. But as someone with that much power and that position of leadership as, you know, queen of the Andals and first mm-hmm. of whatever, um, it was dangerous. Like she was going to stop at nothing. She was willing to sacrifice an entire city of people because she felt like ultimately it's worth it. Cause I have this higher calling and this is, mm. if this is a sacrifice that needs to be made, if this is something that needs to happen, even if it hurts people now, it's worth it because yeah. in the end, what I'm striving for is so great and so good and so noble. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and how does, and that applies to Facebook because, because Mark Zuckerberg could be Queen Daenerys. Mark he Zuckerberg could be, could be, he could be saying that, his purpose to connect the world is so great. He's going to stop at nothing to do it, even though there have been some really good reasons and some really good evidence to show that connecting people in the way that he's doing it has led to very bad results. Like there, there have like legitimately been, well, no, like actual like genocides and stuff because of Facebook propaganda, people misusing the platform. And so that's a very real concern that people have. And if his ultimate goal is to just, just to continue to push his messianic view of what the world should be. Is that right for one person to control that power? And what Ben Thompson is saying is it's probably better to have people that with that much power to be focused on money-making ventures because he's sort of saying money-making through capitalism right. is a proxy for what the people want. It's like democracy. It's more, it's like democracy. And if you have, if you're focused on money, you're focused on what are people wanting and what are people buying, what are people responding to? If you're pushing your vision, then it's one person creating the world that everyone else has to live in. And that's, ah, that's such an interesting debate. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's also how you start business. Like you don't grow a business to that size without a purpose, without a passion. Yeah, you but, have to believe in something greater than the dollar yeah. that you're making in order to 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 get to that point and in order to create the world you want to live in in order to, you know, we all have ideas of mm. what we want the world to look like and be like and we most of us find meaning and purpose in trying to make that happen and trying to make ourselves into the persons, peoples that we want to be, trying to make our communities into the communities we want to have, our families into, the, you know, like constant you have to have purpose. growth, constant growth is where we find fulfillment. Um, but yeah, at what point does that become? Obviously it's, and I think it, um, what I'm trying to say is Facebook is a public company, right? Yeah. (laughs) But Mark Zuckerberg still maintains most of the ownership of it or how does. Yeah. So so why is he still in control to me? Like once a company goes public, you're accountable to your shareholders. And at that point it really does. Like you have to kind of focus on the, the bottom line because yeah. that's that's the nature of being a public company. Yes. So why is Facebook? Uh, so it, it's under it's important to understand how public companies are structured. So you have shareholders. Shareholders vote on the board and the board chooses the CEO. Okay? So that's sort of the structure of how how it works. Um Mark Zuckerberg is the CEO mm-hmm. and also he is the primary board 
he holds he holds uh, board positions, and I think enough board positions to counter any vote. So there was recently a so does he a own like proposition? Most yeah, of the I think he still? owns most of the company. Okay, yeah, there was recently a proposition for uh, him to be removed by the shareholders of Facebook to say remove Mark Zuckerberg from the board of Facebook, but Mark Zuckerberg owns the board votes, and so he said so he just said no, no. no. Not nah. going to. Yeah. And so, that, you know, there's, you know, we're not going to get into how do you structure Unchecked public companies. power. It's per- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's a really interesting debate. Like, it is a public company, but I don't know. Pub- well, I, I, I don't, again, I just don't know much about the world we live in because I don't take the time to, um, from, like, I don't really spend a lot of time as much as you do studying the big companies out there and what they're doing, like Google and Facebook and yeah. Apple. But I do feel like we are living in a time w- where you have these huge, huge mega companies that are probably bigger than we've ever had companies be before, partially yeah. because of, you know, the internet and the fact that we can now have a market of the I'm, whole world. Um, yeah. But also, all of these companies have people attached to them that we see as their leader, like with with Apple, you know, it's, I get kind of Tim Cook, but really we all thought of jobs and he's dead now. So whatever. Um, Amazon, you have Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook. Actually Google, I don't really feel like is that way. So maybe that's a different one. I mean, I know there is a CEO that most people would know, but my point is like, when I think about big businesses, other big businesses that are huge businesses, I don't, I can't sing a lot like one person that I'm like, this is the personality, the decision maker, the driver of this ship seems much more of a, you know, committee led thing. Um, and my point in all this is like, so are we entering a time where we could start to see, um, movements and, and impact on society to the, to the same level that we've seen it happen through organizations throughout history, such as the church or, you know, the civil rights movement who were, these were not businesses, they were movements, right? Yeah organizations yes somewhat yeah um some of them um but they weren't businesses and now we have these businesses yeah that could theoretically kind of do the same thing be like this is yeah what i think the world should be and therefore i will do and this. they're going to try and push that yeah and you know i i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing uh, because still at their core, like Facebook is able to do this because it's still making money on advertising and people are still using it. The, the public tide towards Facebook in terms of like monetary value could change. People could just like totally abandon Facebook or something else could come. And still Facebook can't push its agenda if it doesn't have cash flow, if it doesn't have money coming in. So if everyone was like, we disagree with what Facebook is doing so much that we're going to stop using it altogether. Yes. And that would require us as small business owners to maybe say, even if it is not good for my business, I'm going to stop doing Facebook ads or I'm going to stop having a Facebook community or... Which won't happen. If you look at any macroeconomic trend, that's, that won't happen. People don't do right on mass things for the greater good. They do things that are beneficial to themselves. Um, which again, there's a whole nother podcast about altruism and all that stuff and where it's Well, yeah, but my point is, so in what, I can't imagine a circumstance in which a lot of people like in which Facebook would start losing money significantly to the point where, you know, 
they yeah. wouldn't have as much power. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think for the foreseeable future, they're going to continue to push their own agenda. And it is right for us as a collective society to question it, to at least be asking questions and to be pushing back and saying, is this the right thing? We do have the checks and balances of like a greater government, like the FTC. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could come in. You have the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, who's in charge of public companies, and they could come in and say, okay, no, you have to break up your board or this is a monopoly. You have to break up your company. And they can force those changes. You don't have to have like a board to vote on it or the stockholders or whatever. Like the government can come in and throw its regulation down. But then you're opening up a whole nother thing. I mean, regulation is inherently not a good thing. You don't really want too much regulation. Not a good thing for business. Not a good thing for business, I should say. Yeah. Right. Um, So what do you think? Is this, what's Mark Mark doing here? Is it good? um, Is it bad? Should we be wary of him? I think we should be wary because, so he's got this uh, view of the world and he seems to be stopping at nothing to pursue it. And again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Connecting the world, the idea of that is not bad. His implementation of it has been very poor. It's been very sloppy. He's not owned up to the mistakes he's made. And that's... So you're saying he's human. Yes, yes, very human. But he also is not... Here's, here's the problem. He's making these mistakes very human. He has not, as we have seen, implemented effective solutions to those mistakes, and he keeps pushing forward. And so that's where I think there's an issue. Is That's why I think there's all this pushback is these problems keep happening. He, they say, oh, we're you know, creating all these things to try and solve the problems. Like people are posting all this propaganda and fake news on our platform, so we're hiring these moderators to come out and look at all this fake news and stuff to moderate but that's not really working it's also creating more problems now these moderators are looking at just horrific content and so humans are having to like eight hours a day their job is to watch horrible stuff they're having huge mental health issues i mean there's a lot going on there yeah that Um, seems like a form of torture honestly yeah oh uh, it's a yeah paid torture um like a oh, job. Oh, wow, that's, like a, that's a huge <laughs> jump, but I don't know if it's necessarily that evil. Again, none of these are, like, bad things. Like, the idea of them is not bad. The implementation of them is poor and ill thought out. Does it, can, and, we, can, we, can I just, like, address the elephant that's in my mind right now? Yes. This just sounds like the church. Like, yeah. it just sounds like the church. Like, their, their whole mission is good. Like, help, you know, yeah. depending on who you ask. But, like, let's just use the mission of... Like, love God, love people, help people, uh, serve the poor, yeah. glorify God, if you, like, these things. Yes. It, it doesn't sound bad until you start, like, crusades. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, like, and, the crusades and, you know, all, uh, yeah, we don't yeah, want, and like a bunch of oppressing gay people. I don't think and, you would ha- struggle to right. find bad things that the church has done in the past. Well, that's, I, the church, so the, why this is so interesting to me is because the reason that we talk about, like, the reason this is such an interesting mirror and I really want to figure out like what are the big differences between Facebook as an organization with a messianic mm-hmm. purpose and Mark Zuckerberg as the leader, the human leader trying yes. to f- like imperfectly implement that. And the church who is also has this huge messianic purpose, arguably, I mean, no, I don't even know if it's arguably like probably the most impactful organization in all of history for good or for bad Yeah, has impacted society in the world hugely. Um, Bigly. 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 Very the biggest, the bigly. It's the biggest thing. The biggest impact ever. ever. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves um, it. 
<laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I derailed you so hard. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so what's the difference between Facebook and their messianic purpose and the well, church I think it's and a their good, messianic purpose? I just think purpose. it's a good example of, you know, a lot of people have a lot of issues with how, like, the church has done a ton of things to go in and try to help people and make the world a better place and has inadvertently, through the way they implemented that, um, actually, you know, possibly caused more harm than good. Yeah. Specifically in um, humanitarian aid issues. So the way that yeah. the church has sent missionaries to, you know, stop the spread of AIDS, for example, or well, I mean, empower Let's girl. not jump, jump into the specifics. I mean, But my point is, like, these are all things that sound good. Like, what they're trying to do is good, but the way they implemented it Hasn't has been not been great. And But they have also done some good things. Like, some of the things they've done yeah. have been really good. There are some things that they do better than anyone else, I think. Yeah. And some, and so Facebook, I just see a lot of, I'm like, yeah, they want to connect the world and they're the ones that are going out and doing the hard work and on the front lines of figuring out how do we do that and what yeah. does it look like and, you know, how do we do that with digital tools? It's not easy. I mean, it's not an easy task to figure out no. how do we create and grow and maintain relationships online. Yeah. Um, how do we use it? Daunting task. Yeah. yeah. It, and But it's good. Like, there's also an inevitability to it. Um, yeah. Just... Like, I, I I have my, you know, second family over, not, like, between me and, not, like, marital family <laughs> and kids and stuff. What? What? Second family over in Fiji. And there I stayed with them for, like, a couple months, like, five years ago. Um, and it was great. Like, I love that family. They're they're awesome. Um, but, the, and, and fa- oh, my point is Facebook allows me to connect with them. It mm-hmm. stays connected with them. Like, and I love that about Facebook. I love being able to do that. And honestly, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'd love to be able to like help them buy something that they need on their, their farm or, you know, find a way to support them somehow. Um, but I've struggled because I don't know how to facilitate that. So even like more tangibly, this Libra thing seems like a good thing. I, I would like this thing. I would like Facebook to be able to have this feature where I can help them like that. Isn't there a way to like already send money on Facebook Messenger? I thought that was a thing. Yeah, but to like U.S. bank accounts. I mean, there's so much regulation about around banking. Like I can send you money, uh, but like there's so many fraud issues outside of it. That's the good thing about cryptocurrency is it's sort of like this public ledger. Anyone can look at it. And so if, which, okay, uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to jump in. But into it's that. a good thing. It's a good thing could because connect, I could, you could do connect that. I could do with that. your family. I could connect with my Fijian. my Fijian family. Yes. Um, so I, I'm sort of torn about this as well. Like, and I'm wondering if I'm just being pushed to say, no, I dislike Facebook doing this because I'm supposed to. And that's what like, well, again, the it's modern, not, that it's media not. is saying Facebook is bad right now. I think that's the other elephant in the room we should discuss. Right. The, the pop culture is saying Facebook is bad. And we've sort of jumped on that bandwagon. I, you know, we had a podcast about it last week. Why it's social media isn't the best. Um, but so, so we're trying to battle that as well, like people telling us it's bad, but also trying to look at it but objectively. But also realizing, like I think I said earlier, although we've done so many takes of this podcast, I can't remember if it was in this one or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I said earlier, you do if you're a small business, you do need Facebook. I mean, you don't need it, but yeah. you should probably be using Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what, I mean, you don't have to like it, but you kind of need a page on it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, you need some type of presence. People are going to look for your business on Facebook. That's just 
when someone tells someone else about your business, uh, they're going to look, it's a credibility thing. They're going to pop on Facebook and type in your business name and see if you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's good to have a presence on there. So again, right. And that's what it's not to me. The issue isn't like, is this cryptocurrency a good thing or a bad thing? Time will tell. I mean, yeah. that's one of those things that it seems good right now and it will totally depend on how they implement it and how it affects people at every level, including the people that we might not see or hear about, you know, I think that's a lot of the, the other thing is, yeah, anyway. Um, but I think the, the bigger issue is just like the idea of having someone like Mark Zuckerberg who has pretty much total control over Facebook and what it does from a business perspective. And that is a lot of resources. Like Facebook has a lot of resources that he can deploy to pursue things that might be good for Facebook as a company, or it might be good for building the world that Mark Zuckerberg wants to build, like wants to live in. Yeah. Um, And he can do that. Basically, I I mean, kind of unchecked and, and that's, yeah, I sort of can, you know, it's only a bad thing when he chooses to use it for evil (laughs) rather than good. But also, we don't live in a black and white world where evil is evil and good is good. Sometimes sometimes helping hurts. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're 100% right. And I think that's the really interesting, I don't, I, like, sometimes not argument. Sometimes helping or, hurts. Yeah. That's, have I ever told you about that book? No. When Helping Hurts. Is that like a nonprofit book you It you is. It's the, honestly, it's the book that changed my life. Ooh. If there was ever a book that changed my life. Yeah. Um, it's the one that it did, which I don't yeah. Like well, we shouldn't go into because no, we'll just let, let's too not much. jump into book, that. Though. But let's just sort of wrap up the two big thoughts and leave it very uh, open ended and loose, yeah, and not conclude it because because because, it, because that's, that's life. life. Yeah, that is life. People, things yeah. are complicated. There are no so you got one side tied bows and boxes. No it's messy. Life's dirty. a mess. Take solace in death. You'll be there one day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so here, here are the two sides. Okay, you have one side that is purpose-driven, and you have to find your inner purpose, and you pursue, pursue that. The downside of that is you're sort of imposing a will on other people. You're, and you, you know, you don't necessarily have to, but if you're having a business as large as Facebook and you're pushing it after your purpose, there will be unintended consequences. And the only reason he got to this size though, the only is reason Facebook is that. what it is today is because Mark Zuckerberg single-mindedly pursued his, yeah. his purpose. Like what he felt like was his purpose mm-hmm. with this company. And now let's talk about the other side, strictly money-making the numbers side. Like that's the, if you run a business that way and you have, have it at the public company size, um, you're, you're basically, I mean, speaking very rough terms, you are running a democratic company because, and I mean like a a democracy, you're running a, a mini democracy. You are, people are voting on you and your business with their dollars saying, I like what you're doing. I don't like what you're doing. And you steer your business towards what the public is saying they wanted. So you got one side, mm-hmm. individual making decisions, purpose, but it can be it can be have bad unintended consequences. Other side, money making, sort of public driven, but it's just very it's there's no but you'll dump never you'll it. never change the world that way because you don't you're listening the world to that, the world. Yeah. That's the thing. Like when you run a company that way where you're going to do whatever the most people want you to do, the world is going to stay the same because that's what yep. most people want, you know. That's pe- the only way yeah. that you change the world is when you have people like Martin Luther King, like um 
Nelson Mandela. Like, I hate you throwing Mark Zuckerberg in that crowd. Well, I but know. But maybe he's... But that, I don't know. And we'll I, see. I do too. Time will tell. But my point is, they were all people who were so focused on something that they thought could change the world. They were so focused on creating this version of the world that they thought was better. They yeah. didn't listen to most people. No, like most if people they had, were they wouldn't have no. done what they did, and they yeah. wouldn't have accomplished what they accomplished, and the world would not be the way it is today. Yeah, um, it's the people who who single mindedly pursue their passions despite what other people think that do change the world. Mm. Now, I. Uh, now I say that as if I'm like in favor of Facebook yeah. having total control. Yeah. <laughs> but and that's oh, where it gets a little a, different is there's a difference. Topic. There is a difference in a movement. There's a difference in the civil rights movement. There is a difference in the church even as a yeah. movement and business. Like there we go. A business. And Facebook is a business. Um there's yeah. the juxtaposition. So, that's and life. I don't know. I and again, know. I told you this wasn't gonna be a nice, neat wrap up. That's that's a pretty messy wrap up. No conclusions to draw. Water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. Oh, nice. Wrapped that one up. Good. Yeah. Oh. But you know it is a good business. Squarespace. Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Turn that around. Yeah. And they just, uh, whoo, I'm just jumping in real hot right now. They just released Squarespace 7.1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they were on, exciting. they initially started, I guess, at Squarespace 1. And then, like, would a lot of tech companies, they iterated through. Iterations um, are good. Like Windows, I think they skipped a number. Windows, I think, went from, like, like 7 to 10 or 8 to 10. Yeah, because one of them was just nine. so bad. So they it was so bad. They just skipped from... Windows 9 and went straight to 10. Yeah. Um, and likewise, Squarespace skipped 5 and jumped straight to 7. Sometimes you have to do that. You just have to skip something because what you did before was so horrific yeah. that you just need to quickly... I feel like I did that with a chapter past. in my life. Yeah. I was like, wow, what just happened was so terrible. Move on to the Will Myers chapter. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways... Um, and, and Squarespace seven has been fantastic for them. They've grown, I feel like they have grown exponentially with Squarespace Squarespace seven is what anyone who uses Squarespace is familiar with. And there's such a good lesson in there. It took them till their seventh iteration to like really hit this stride where they became this, this big company. Seven Mm -hmm. took them to seven. That's a lot. The perfect number. The perfect number. But yeah, so Squarespace 7.1 came out last week. Mm-hmm. And do you know, wait, quick question. Do you know how long they've been on seven? Like when did it's been like 10, like a long time, right? No, not 10 years. I think they did it. Oh, oh, like I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Like 2012, somewhere in there. That's been 10 years, right? Surely. Um, how, how old are we? No, that's been like seven, babe. Oh, um, um yeah, I'm not going to look it up. I'm, just, but they've been there for like yeah. a little while. A little while. Yeah. Yeah. And Most then, of their big growth has come. So yes. And 7.1 is a pretty big improvement. I know it just sounds like a, they call it in the tech world, a, a point, point improvement, a point upgrade. 7.1. Are we using the um, word improvement yet? Have we passed that judgment? Uh, we think it's better. Um, for reasons I will hopefully delineate clearly at the end of this podcast, I will say improvement. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think they have definitely made some changes and some pretty big ones. Uh, and let's sort of jump into it. Yeah, let's jump into it. Tell me what's new. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, oh. Um, okay. So I wrote down a couple things. I thought you would. Um, so we've been totally, totally rebuilding our website. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then they released 7.1, and I said, I want to do it on this. And so we so totally I, rebuilt it again. I totally rebuilt it again. Yeah, I've probably spent 50 hours over the last week rebuilding our website uh, and learning all about Squarespace 7.1. And it's been So for those of, of you I've who are it. our clients that are listening, sorry that we... Um, so this was, I, I was reading on their help page. This was an interesting thing. I didn't hear about it. I saw it on uh, ghostplugins.com. If you u- don't use ghost plugins, if you're a Squarespace developer and don't know of ghost plugins, go to ghost plugins. There's a lot of really, really cool, valuable information. Is that like there. Square Studio? It's sort of like Stu- Square Studio. Studio. Yeah, stu- Square Studio. Yeah. Um, it's similar to that. But I saw they just released, hey, if you're on 7.1, here some blog. I had no idea about it. I, I was a little upset. It's sort of like your best friend. You, you realize like, oh, your friends all went out without you. Like they went out and partied and had a good time or had mm. a, you know. Had, I, I, or you feel like you're really I close to someone and then it turns out hurt. they've been dating someone for like three months and never mentioned them to you. And you're like, what? Well, that, that seems super intense, but I didn't hear about it. I, I just heard about it from someone else. I was like, dang, they, they did that they without really, me. They did that without even asking me or telling me. I was I was a bit bummed. I don't feel like they have to ask us, but like just just l- like let, un- just let me know. Yeah, like, just I give you a lot of business. Just so awareness would have been let nice. Me know. Yeah. Right. So that was a bit bit of a bummer, and I had, clearly I've, I've gotten over it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I read this on their help page. Version 7.1 is a brand new design system. For a limited time, a randomly selected group of new trials will be on version 7.1. This period is called early access. Um, I found that interesting. So that means I think what they're saying there. Wait, so is how did we get access if they if didn't you, give it to you? Well, I think what they're saying there is uh, they have Squarespace 7.1 templates. So just like you would jump on, start a new Squarespace site, click on one of their templates and jump in, they also have now have a 7.1 section. But it sounded like what they were also saying is like when you create a new account or a new site, they might randomly, at random, put some people on Squarespace 7.1 and put some people on Squarespace 7.0. Yeah. And I felt like that was very pushy. I feel like they are just like... Oh, people, like you can't choose or... What do you yeah, mean? yeah. And like I don't know if you can choose. Well... And I, I don't know if I that's like true. that's the best way to get an unbiased feedback from people. Yeah, Because or else you're maybe, getting feedback but, from people who have chosen but, So here's my pushback. Like if... And again can't verify that that's actually what's happening. But if I'm a developer, like there's a lot that's different in 7.1. And if I'm doing this as for me and my business, and I'm started, I've built a business around say website in a day and I'm jumping on, I'm about to build this person's website and boom, the whole interface is different. That's totally messing up my business. I have no that idea. That's a really good point. That yeah. would really, that would really upset me if it was totally different. Mm-hmm. So if they are just randomly doing that, that's a little more, I don't know. Well, it's a bit with new trials, right? So that would yeah. So it is with new trials. So mm. there we go. So that that's well. Mine. I will also again say we've talked. We've probably said this before. I'll say it again. There are definitely perils involved when you build your entire business on someone else's based around yes. another company's platform. Yeah. So if your whole business depends on Facebook ads, that's great. But Facebook uh-huh. is in charge of your. And we we are sort of our whole business doesn't depend on Squarespace. A good bit of the web part does. Yeah. So, you know. There's that. There's that. Anyway, but, yeah. continue. We, we, we would be in a much different place if it wasn't for Squarespace, though. If we weren't... I mean, I'm with you. Um, so here are some pros. We're just going to list out the pros and cons and then talk about what direction Squarespace is going in. Okay. And if it's the right one and, and how we think about it. 
uh, pros, I feel like the design is a lot sleeker. Like they've created these section templates. Uh, so like when you create a web page, instead of it's being one page and you know, you have index pages where you can put multiple pages on one page and create a long scrolly page, you just throw in different sections on different pages and they have pre-built templates of what the different sections look like. They're really well designed. They look great. Uh, same with like fonts and colors. They have like font packages and color packages that are pre-selected, pre-put together, and mm-hmm. they're really nice. They look really good. They're well-designed. Um, a bunch of other just technical things. I don't really want to jump into that. No, Cons, go ahead and say the technical things. Um, just say them really quickly. For people who care. For people who care. For people who, who care. I've struggled to, like, in the CSS, the code of the page, I've struggled to really figure out how to make individual changes to sections. I haven't found like section identifiers. They're called block IDs in 7.1. I haven't found like those block IDs uh, or collection IDs for specific sections. I don't know if they've created those yet. So that's been a little bit of a pain. Like if I'm trying to specially customize one part of my web page, I have to use, I have to finagle some other codes to really make that happen. Um, so that's been a little change that I haven't really liked. Uh, and a, a detailed one. Header section, footer section of the pages look really nice. There's ways to change those around. Really cool, really sleek. Uh, galleries are gone. That just blew my mind. Yeah, I don't know. That... So they have, they've changed galleries. You know, you can go in and insert a gallery on a page uh, like you normally would in Squarespace 7. In Squarespace 7.1, you can only add a gallery as a section, and it's a full section. You can't add things above it you can't add things like on that section you can't put a header on it you can and you you also can't make text appear on the gallery image it's like, really screwing up a lot of our like, that, design that messes with uh, my flow a yeah. lot um that's really so i'm confusing. wondering do you think that's a mistake is it coming i feel like Are it's they, like, it's what's... going to be addressed that's such a big thing i feel like it has to be addressed and changed at some who do point. we talk to about this um we call Mr. Squarespace. Mr. 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 Space. Mr. Space. Do you care? Sorry. Do you, can, can, can we, we call, call you Square? You, can we call you Square? Do you mind? Uh, yeah. We'd like gallery blocks back. Uh, okay. So I talked about section IDs and then a lot more clicking to get around. So these are, again, high level mm-hmm. things. More thoughts later. Um, but a lot of clicking to get around to like the diff- edit different things they've added, which is great. More features, more sections, more more customizable elements, a lot of clicking to get around. So here's what it sounds like to me. There are two types of, um, there are two different, I think, use cases for Squarespace. Uh, There's probably more, but I'm going to simplify it and say there are two types of people who are using Squarespace. One are people like us who are web designers and developers who people hire us to build their websites. um, And they usually want like a level of customization that is beyond what a template will hold. Like yeah. what a template will allow, which means we go, we, we huh. together, Will, goes Ooh. into the code, the CSS of the page and can like make things look basically however yes. we need them to, 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 to give the client what they want. Um, so we're, we're one use case or people who develop, like who have built jobs and careers around developing websites and use Squarespace to do that. Yeah. Um, the other use case is the small business owner or, you know, individual person who isn't doing this. They're not building a website for a living, but they are starting a company or a business or a a site, whatever they're starting and they need a website. Um, so they're probably only going to build one website for themselves. Maybe they'll update it later, but you know, and that's a lot. I think of people who use Squarespace too, or people who don't want to hire someone like us to build their website. 
um, pretty different use cases, like pretty different clients for Squarespace. Yeah. It sounds like 7.1 is going to be better for that small business client. And as it sits right now, not as good necessarily for us. Yes. So as it sits right now, I would say I would agree with that. Better for the small business as it sits right now. Small business, good. The designer, developer, business owner that has a career on Squarespace, not as good right now. Right. Um, I do think the direction they're headed with it is a really good one. And I am really pleased with any company that just, that is making improvements. Right. Especially to this level. I really like that. Overall, we think it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, well, it tells me, so from a higher level, it tells me that they are invested in this platform. I mean, they like, and we knew that, but they are, there was some serious development work, serious design work, serious coordination and manpower that went into updating all this. Um, and it just tells me they're just continuing to plod forward and make this one of the best web development experiences and platforms in the world. Right. Um, yeah. And I, so can we also, can I go on a side thing here about websites? Yeah. Uh, side me off. Yeah. So websites, you like, I think a long time ago there, like many, many moons ago, there were designers and developers mm. and they were different people. So you would have yes. one person come in and design your website, like what it would look like. And then yeah. you had to have another person come in and take that design and try to code it so that yeah. it actually looked that way on a website. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, that's, not necessarily how the world works. I mean, to an extent it is, but for a lot of small business clients, like the ones we work with, your designer and developer are a lot of times the same person. Yeah. Or the same team at least. Yeah. Um, and it's not so, it's more of a fluid process, I think. Yeah. And part of the reason is because of uh, WYSIWYG platforms like Squarespace, where you can kind of design as you go. Yeah. Um, and you can quickly and easily well, change those designs. and Because the, they've taken the development part out. Right. Basically. If, if like, you're going to use a template, purely you're just, just design. And you're designing within yeah. a pretty constrained structure if you're doing that, using just their templates and not yeah. like changing anything um, in the CSS. But, but the, you know, the trade-off is it'll look good. Like it will look good. They're not going to let you make it yeah. bad really yeah um yeah and my point in saying all this is i i just think it's an interesting and, yeah i actually i can i piggyback off that point for a sure. second i think yeah, babe. <laughs> no 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 you go ahead and finish i shouldn't have interrupted <laughs> go ahead um if you are a designer you need to be learning development skills if you're a developer you need to be learning design skills especially if you're in this web development industry, they are only going to become more enmeshed, more together. Even Mm -hmm. if you're, think of yourself back-end, front-end. I mean, there's this serverless code that's coming out that you can do back-end stuff using front-end code, and you need to be able to learn this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, And for the people who we talk to, which are the small business owners, the entrepreneurs, these are not like corporations or anything like that. For those people, um, welcome to the world. Like, you know... Platforms like Squarespace are totally changing the way that websites are designed and built, the way that they can work for your website, who you hire to do them, how much you pay for them. It's all like, it's all just like someone just threw a bunch of things, rocks, let's say in the air. And we're just waiting to see where they land. Maybe not rocks. They would land really quickly. Feathers. Feathers. There we go. They're all floating down and we're waiting to see. We don't know how, I mean, there's no, like it's changing the game. And so 
to be in the web design, web development, website world, if you're someone like us who builds website, you got to be pretty able to pivot and be fluid and be able to sort of react because the business model that worked 10 years ago for website design and development is becoming quickly irrelevant. Yeah. And And it doesn't serve the client well either. It's an inferior system. Yeah. Let me give you some tough love if you're not super happy with this change and update. They're not going to roll it back. Yeah. It's not going to go back. You, we, we got to continue to push forward and learn it. Um, provide our feedback. Let Squarespace know. I do think they're a responsive company. I think they will listen uh, to what we have to say. And if we really don't like something, change something. Um, but they're, it's not, they're not going to say, sorry, we're going to turn it back to 7.0. It's going to continue to move forward. Yeah. Um, and so when I was looking around at 7.1, I, again, like we don't have specific like designer developer roles because that's just, we don't have yeah. to with Squarespace and that's no. not what we do. Um, but I am more of the designer type, I think. Like my role is more making sure things look good. And honestly, like a lot of the templates they have now and a lot of the sections and pages you can just drop in. I'm like, oh. It's taken a lot. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, they, every iteration takes a little bit more work away from the developer and a little bit more work away from the designer. And I think this was more of a designer. This update is more taking work away from a designer because the, the templates look really good. Mm -hmm. And, and, oh, and another big sort of change in 7.1 is there's no mobile editor. So you can't make mobile tweaks. They, they handle that all on their own. And that's, it's something they made a point of mentioning in, on the help page yeah, I don't that know they how have. I feel about that. Um, and I'm, I really think, so this is my theory. I have no little birdies telling me this. This is my theory is that they have seen so many people mess up with mobile that they want to take it totally out of people's hands and completely own the mobile experience and uh, you can still go in and change it in css if you know how to do that custom css you can go do that but there's no way to tweak the mobile stuff right. outside of that using just the design tab and this is something that we always made sure the mobile looked good for our client that's just to us yeah. part of developing a website again old school thinking would not let would not think oh, about well, that. we won't yeah you have to have a mobile design for us to do them anyway that's just to us like a given if we're yeah. going to build you a website it's going to look good on mobile it has to um, yeah but if you're that small business client who's just building their own website, you might not even think to check the mobile editor, honestly. Yeah. Like, no. And I think that's where... So, and th- can I um, transition us to my thought around, Yeesh. like, what is Squarespace going for? Like, yeah. what are they trying yeah, to yeah. become? And I think they are trying to become... I don't think that they don't like us as clients because we bring them a lot of business and I think they want to keep us and things like that. But I really feel like what the business they're building. And I would love for you to tell me that I'm wrong about this. Yeah. If you think I am, um, I feel like the business they're building really is more for the entrepreneur, the small business owner who wants to build their own website. Mm, Yeah. I think that they're trying to be a one-stop shop for, um, I, so there's a difference between what I think they're trying to be and what I think they should be. And obviously my idea of what I think they should be is tainted because, my business runs on what I need them to be. Um, but I thinking about it from a customer's perspective and like we own the customer relationship, uh, for our clients square, even though their websites are built on Squarespace, 
Squarespace doesn't own that customer relationship. We own that customer relationship. Right. If they don't like something about their website, they talk to us, not Squarespace. They talk to us, not Squarespace. And I think if that is the direction they're trying to go, where they want to own more of that customer relationship and build their platform more towards entrepreneurs, small business owners, rather than people like us, people that facilitate that, I think they are mistaken because I don't think small business owners want to deal with that. But I, I digress. I think that today's small business owner does not want to deal with that because today's small business owner is still predominantly in the 30 to 50 that year old age range. It's a really good point. I think, you know, as it happens, time marches on and we're all getting older. Um, so in 10 years, most small business owners, those who are in their fifties and sixties now yeah. are going to be either retired or close okay. to retired. Here's, here's my thought though. Like we, even though we like just, and this is a structural thing, this has nothing to do with technology and whether you're technologically literate or technologically illiterate. We, me and you, Rin Little, we own Otis. Mm-hmm. I would like to get to a, to a point where we either, we, we have an in-house person that manages our website. I don't want me and you to, to be doing it because we're the business owners and we have other things we need to be doing and I want someone else to be in charge of managing our website. Now, because we are a web development company, I will never outsource that. Like, but here's what I here's what I posit to you for consideration. Uh, if we had decided to become a health and fitness company, or a clean cosmetics company, or yeah. a old dog uh, clothing company, uh-huh. that would be clothing for old dogs. Obviously, not like old dog inspired clothing. Um, you would have built our website anyway. Like, it wouldn't have been as good. I mean, we wouldn't be as good at building websites if we hadn't gone down this road. Yeah, but you would have done that for us, no matter what our company was. But, but, okay, so here's, I think my my position, my idea is still the same, my thought is still the same, but I might be positioned, let me position it differently. Um, again, the Squarespace's marketing, their push, their positioning, you're saying is for the entrepreneur, the leader in the company. And I'm saying, I think it should be towards the designer developer and the company can own that designer developer. They can have that person on staff, but like as, as a CEO, as a, as a manager of a company, you don't necessarily want to be doing the work of working within Squarespace. You want to be delegating that work to someone else just in the same way. You don't want to be doing the, the billing. You want to delegate that work to someone else. Yes. And my point is, and this just brings me back to why our podcast is called online things and internet stuff because we live in a world where you have all these tools to run your business and technology is innovating and it's only getting easier and easier and more Mm -hmm. intuitive to use them. And my point is at some point we're not there yet with websites. We're not there yet. That's why we still have a job, you know? And I do think it's something we should be thinking. Anyone who's a developer should be thinking about because I do think in 10 years from now, it's not that crazy to think that either websites are going to be so easy to build by yourself and like you're just going to be able to put together a nice looking website in four or five hours and call it a day. And it's not going to require that much. Like you're definitely like we wouldn't be able to justify a full time employee just to update our website and maintain it. No. Most small businesses can't do that now. And it would make even less sense in the future when it's even less work and even less skill set required, yeah. even less like learned skills. Yeah. Um, now, and it's going to be more and more likely that you're going to have someone on your team if you have a team at all. Either you're going to be able to or someone on your team is going to be able to be like, yeah, I can figure out Squarespace. 
Yeah. Not necessarily. Again, but not That's what I'm today. saying. Like that person, that person will be, and that's what I'm saying Squarespace should position their, the build of their product and their marketing towards is like the person that manages the website. I'm thinking the decision maker that chooses, do we want to build our website on Wix, custom coded, Squarespace, with like what, whatever the other ones are, I forget. Um, that decision maker, I think a good leader will delegate that decision down to the person managing it. Yeah, sure. My point is more that companies are going to stop hiring outside firms like us to build their websites and, man- um, and maintain them. I don't know. I don't know about that. In Not the same totally way, like, stop, but like I think it's become less and less common. It like up until like we're somewhere up until somewhere to, up between very recently and now. And maybe we're still there. But well, not, here's the, like the 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 go to for most small business owners. If you need a website, you need a new website, or you're going to hire. Well, the to question is, especially a lot of the work, a lot of the work we do, like the technically once if we have a perfectly designed website, and we've gone through this, if we have a perfectly designed website, we know what it's supposed to look like on mobile. All the copy is in there. The images are there, and it's like in a PDF status. We can build that out very quickly like the development of that is relatively simple as long as it doesn't involve like super advanced animations or some databasing we can build that out really fast so what our job is is to get all that content in and that's where that's why i don't think we're gonna be out of a job like we part of the work we do is helping people figure out how are you going to position your product how are you going to talk about your product what imagery are you going to use how are you going to lay it out all that stuff. I don't think an algorithm is going to be able to do that because every business is unique. That was my point, though. I don't think we're going to be out of a job either, but I do think the ba- like our job is going to shift a lot more towards what we like doing and what like what I think our differentiator is now. Like we don't we build websites that will help you accomplish your business goals that yeah. reflect your business because we're business people. As it turns out, at the end of the day, we both have our MBAs. You're more of a tech person than I am, but really at our heart, we're both business people yeah. and we use technology and we, that's a skill set that we have, but we're not tech people. We're business people. And I think that will still be valuable. Like I think there's still a lot of psychology around UX and like, how do you lay yeah. out a website? How do you navigate it in a way that makes sense that, Company, it would make sense for a company to outsource yeah. someone to help them figure that out. But for a lot of company, like a lot of the companies that we build websites for now, like our website in a day company, like clients, yeah. these are people that they're, you know, they've got a pretty limited budget. They just need a basic, pretty small website up so that they can start doing business. Um, and right now, I think most people, a lot of people are still hiring that out. And there's a very real chance that in the future, businesses of a certain size, like small businesses, entrepreneurs, startups, solopreneurs, yeah, they're just going to find a way to do it themselves or do have someone on their team who's already on their team doing something different, but might be able to, you know, your token millennial right now is who it would be um, yeah. to build their website out. So I think like the skill set of just straight up web design and development are becoming um, irrelevant. Yeah. Well, like, the, not irrelevant, irrelevant, but, and not, obviously not totally. You're still going to have yeah. big companies who but want it's, experts. But it's definitely becoming, like, the, the bottom end of that market is being axed off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the top end, again, I don't think it's ever going to uh, go right, anywhere. Right. Uh, because we're creative humans and we want to be. But, yeah, that bottom end, that, that like, cost-cutting area mm-hmm. is not going to be there. 
Right. My point is like right now, I think we're in a great business and I think helping people build and design websites is a great business because we're in a time where so many people are starting businesses. Yeah. Like more than ever before, we're seeing more and more people choose not to do the traditional work for a company route and they're choosing to start their own business or maybe they do have a job and they're starting a side thing. It's well, super common these days. Like, here's, and it's only becoming more and more people. And so right now, helping those people build websites is a great job. Here's here's something else I'll tell you. And let me... Here, here's another reason why you're wrong. Okay. Let me, I should say. Please. <laughs> Let's start there. No, I'm just kidding. I actually agree with most of what you said. Um, but this is a, an assumption that we're making in that argument that I think should be articulated, which is we're assuming that the technology we have... it's It's that the the his the history fallacy or something uh, I forget what it is but it's the idea that we have now at this current present moment in time we have reached we have reached the future things are going to stay the same they're not going to change at all the technology is not going to change the html code is not going to change css code is not going to change the way we stream video is not going to change all of those things. That's what we're assuming in this argument, which obviously isn't true. I'm looking at the trajectory of 20 years ago. You had to know how to code like, like not CSS code, like code code to build a website 10 years ago. I don't know. I'm not, I don't actually know the timelines, but but I'm just saying we've gotten to a point now where you could build a really nice looking website without knowing how to code a, a thing. Like, yeah. And and that's going to continue like it's good. Now you can build a really nice website. You're going to have a lot of limitations with the design and the functionality. If yes. you can't go in and customize, but that's going to continue to progress. Like so at like some point we're still talking become, about the bottom end of the market. Yeah. Yeah. The bottom I'm just end saying, is still going to be cut out. At some point, like it's going to be so easy to build exactly what you want in a website in a really nice looking design that, you know, mm. it, a lot of people are going to, it's, going to be pretty common for people to be able to that to be a pretty common skill set i guess yeah because it's not you're not gonna have to spend years learning it and you're not gonna have to spend yeah you know oh i built 30 websites before i could build a good one you're just gonna be able to kind of do it and know it i'm not saying that like everyone in the world will be able to build beautiful websites i'm just saying it'll become a bit of a commoditized skill set sort of like sort of like what now i don't know powerpoint PowerPoint. yeah honestly like people used to have to hire Present like, like people to put together presentations and slide decks. Yeah, yeah and, and now you just find the person in your company who looks most tech savvy, and you're like, "Hey, can you put together a PowerPoint for me?" Yeah, uh, yeah. Theoretically, hopefully, you have that more organized in your job structures. But whatever. Like, yeah, I take a more like bullish look on it. I think technology is going to change pretty rapidly, especially with the advent of five G, and we're going to be able to stream more videos and have more in like. You're going to be able to have higher website right. files so something's and get gonna more happen. stuff. Like websites, things are, are going to change. Yeah. But I agree. Like this lower end is lower end of the market. Like if you're if if your customer is just going for a cheap website up quickly, that's going to be taken over by just Squarespace. They're going to easily anyone can easily do that with Squarespace. Right. Even now, sort of. Even now, like we're already. That's what I mean. We're already kind of there. Yeah. I think it's just going to become more and more that's going to become that's true. more and more the case. And the people who do well as like, I guess, web designer developers, what we do. Um, and also like 
for the people out there who are worried about us and like, are you guys going to have a job in 10 years? Uh, we're an online learning company. <laughs> we specialize yeah. in online learning. <laughs> we do websites and we use Squarespace a lot. Um, and that's half of what, like, you know, that's part of our business, but what we really specialize in is online learning and that n- none of this is going to really. Yes. I think that's what most of our listeners are worried about. Will we have a job in 10 years? That's Specifically you and I. Well, most and of our listeners are still yes. right now, you know, our, our parents. Stop. I just wanted no. to reassure them. Stop. We're fine. Mom and dad. We have so many listeners. But if you want to send money, it's um. fine. <laughs> um. Okay. We need to wrap it up. This has been an hour. Fantastic conversation. I feel like we had... Uh, it's been really great it's reconnecting been pretty with good. you. you know? Yeah. It's been good seeing you again. I guess I'll see you next month. Yeah. Well, okay. we do these weekly. So. Great. Okay. Love you. Love you.